just getting your feet wet on the internet? Then dive into our stream, webmasterradio.fm. We're the coolest place around, webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. Cover story. Cover a story or attain that coveted story. Get it? That is exactly what you want. Quoted as the expert, the story, headline, the spin. Every week, join us to talk about all things important to relating to the public. Your public. Craft your image, promote your products, create expert status, become the buzz. Join us with the pros. PR 101, crisis management, media blitzing, it's all here on Cover Story. We're reserving a headline for you. Hello, everyone, on this fabulous, fabulous day. Uh, welcome to this edition of Cover Story. I'm very excited that our featured guest for today is Michael Cherenson, who is the Executive Vice President of the Cherenson Group. Uh, he's a 16-year industry veteran and the author of three studies on the impact of public relations. He's also, you know what, I'm not going to read his bio. This man is very impressive. He sits on the board of directors for the Public Relations Society of America. Um, the Cherenson Group was founded in 1958, so they're a heritage company in regard um, to advertising and PR and integrated marketing. And he also serves as an, on the advisory board to the University's Florida Department of Public Relations, Fairleigh Dickinson University, Corporate and Organizational Communications Department and Gibbs College. Uh, went to Croatia in uh for the PRSA. So without further ado, welcome, Michael. Hey, thank you for having me. First thing I need to do is lower expectation, I think. <laughs> <laughs> After that intro, I think, uh, you know, there's a, you know, it's, um, you know I, I've done a good job for PR for myself, I guess, so hopefully we can share some information with others here. So, Good deal, you. Good deal. Well, first of all, I just want to say that it's very auspicious that I have you on today. Because mm-hmm. today's my birthday. Oh, there you go. Happy birthday. Happy birthday! <laughs> Thank you. And I just I want to take a little self-indulgent moment, uh, if I may. Um, it's, it's yet not even halfway through the day. My entire team is amazing um, at Webmaster Radio. They've all sent me e-cards and called me, and I've gotten... Uh, flowers from Becky Ryan and emails and e-cards and, and from Never Blue ads and all sorts of fabulous things and I just think that birthdays are awesome and I think that you know maybe maybe people do it as a, a nice thing to say something nice about someone but it just doesn't matter it's nice when people recognize you and if it's the one day out of the year that you're recognized it makes such a huge difference and uh, I'm just very blessed that um, we'll, we'll enjoy you deserve it I am. I'm just like, let the phone calls roll in. People are singing. They're sending emails. I'm getting presents. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and then tomorrow you're just a nobody again, you know, so you might as well enjoy it. <laughs> well, no, no. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. But <laughs> no, no, no. But today I feast. Today I feast. Um, you, you know, and the nice thing is, and then this is, <laughs> I do very good PR for myself. I start reminding people gently six months out and they're very aggressively two weeks out. Because I don't want to feel bad if you don't remember that it's my birthday. So, And I don't want you to feel bad that you don't remember it's my birthday. So if you're important to me, I let you know. See, I'm a twin, so I've always had to share my birthday. So it's, uh, it's, it's um, well, certainly a special day. It's uh, somewhat different. Oh, no, I didn't realize you were a twin. Are you, are you fraternal? Or what kind of, what kind yes, of twin are you? Yes, I have a twin you? sister. So uh, I've always 
obviously the share of the day, and uh, so it's it was slightly different, but equally as enjoyable. Okay, now is it true what they say about twins? I mean, do, are, are, do you have some sort of a like a, a psychological connection to each other where you can read each other's minds or or feel each other's pain? Or I mean, I, I don't think so. I mean, certainly not for me. I mean, we're not identical, but. Uh, I mean, I, I think when you spend a lot of time with anybody, you certainly have a unique understanding. And when, you know, your formative years, you spend pretty much every day. I mean, it wasn't until college that I, I could say I spent more than three days apart from her, you know. So it was, wow. I mean, just by that fact alone, you certainly have a unique perspective. But I couldn't say I've had a, a you know, this, you know, there's a, a deeper connection than that. Nothing certainly biological, at least that I'm aware of. Okay. Well, just I, mean, I do actually find things like that intriguing because you've heard of stories of of twins that were separated at birth, and you know how they how they sort of traverse the waters of life like almost mm-hmm. identical to each other. And when something horrible happened to the other one, they actually felt the pain. And when they came, when they were brought together after so many years of being apart, and they sort of, you know, did a did a checklist of of where they were in their lives and what they liked and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, the the commonalities were outstanding. Uh, I, I wouldn't doubt that, that that certainly that's possible. So, uh, but just not for me. So, okay. Well, you know what we're going to do? We're going to continue uh, celebrating my birthday, but we will absolutely and positively uh, get on to the fabulous information that Mike Chernson has to share with our listening audience as soon as we get back from this very first commercial break of my birthday. Stick around. Cover story. We'll be back after this short break. Marketing payouts lacking green, leaving you seeing red? Get your business in the black with NeverBlueAds.com. Sign up with NeverBlueAds.com today and earn an additional $200 for the first $200 generated. Get ready to flash those pearly whites with unique campaigns, real-time stats, great personal service, and high payouts on time every month from NeverBlueAds.com. Results for advertisers, income for affiliates, everybody wins with a better marketing experience from NeverBlueAds.com. Once a tool used exclusively for communicating with the media, PR Web was the first company to develop a distribution strategy around direct-to-consumer communication by implementing Web 2.0 technologies. PR Web has completed the online communication loop by directly engaging your audience with your news. For example, PR Web is the first newswire to integrate press release trackback. Whether you want to dominate your market or just make a little noise, PR Web is here to help. You thrive in the marketplace and the media. PR Web. Hey, all you affiliates out there, this one's for you. Pump up the volume, pump up the volume, pump up the volume. Cash, cash. You hear that sound? That's the sound of your cat starving to death because you didn't produce enough volume. So you want to know how? Do you? XY7.com. XY7.com is the only way for you to convert your clicks into cash. So let's get it together, girls. XY7.com. Pump up the volume, pump up the volume, pump up the volume. Cash, cash. Hi, what's your name? I'm Danny Sullivan. 
Go for it. Someone's clicking on my Google AdWords. And I think they're fraudulent. Oh, I think they're fraudulent. <laughs> I want a refund, but no one will analyze the data. They just laughed at me. They just laughed at me. Oh, you'll pay and pay when you buy an ad with Google through AdWords. Just when you think you've heard the worst singer on earth, you come in. Well, we could be forgiven for thinking that you'd never heard that song before. You killed it. You totally murdered it. I'm not sure you even hit a single note. And you know what? It would be a challenge to actually find someone who could sing worse than you. Don't you hate the people who sing songs, but they don't get the lyrics right? Oh my, oh my god. god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. I'm jealous of you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I have, I don't know what to say. Simon, I don't know what to say either. Simon, you can say everything on this. Okay. Zero for effort. Zero for style. Zero for star quality. And you know what? I'm being generous. I have never, ever been in so much pain listening to someone sing. I try my best. <laughs> okay, you're out of tune, you're out of time, and you know what? You're out of here. Yeah. The Daily Search Cast with Danny Sullivan, Tuesday through Friday mornings at 11.30 a.m. Eastern, only on Webmaster Radio. Blog, blog, blog. Webmasterradio.fm. We're the talk of the town. Webmasterradio.fm. Thanks for listening. Webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. Commercials off. Now back to Cover Story. We're reserving a headline for you. Only on Webmasterradio.fm. Here's your host. Hey everyone, this is Brandy Shapiro Babin. Welcome back to this edition of Cover Story and our featured guest today, which is Michael Cherenson, Executive Vice President of the Cherenson Group. Welcome back, Michael. Thanks for having me again. <laughs> this is terrific. So let's let's talk a little bit about PR in the digital age. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean your your group was founded in, in nineteen fifty eight and I understand that, you know, you're obviously a lot younger than that, but you are a fifteen year <laughs> veteran. I mean, let, let's start talking about maybe the genesis of, you know, where standard PR was, where it is today, and yay, I've, I've always, you know, I think PR to an extent has always been looked at as the uh, red-haired stepchild, but is now taking a step into the forefront because the consumers are becoming very savvy. I'm sort of leading you here, and I apologize, but consumers are becoming very savvy to advertisements, but PR, now that's another story, and how is that different today? Well, you know, I think I mean, PR is always about connecting people and ideas and building relationships, and it's a it's it's a it has been and always will be a people business. But I think with technology, um, it, it's becoming easier and easier to connect with people, to uh, share information, to build relationships, to um, maintain relationships and channels of communication. So I think technology certainly helped to do that. Um, but I think also we have to be mindful not it doesn't replace 
you know, basic forms of interpersonal human com- uh, communication. So I think it's, it's certainly a positive and it's something we need to embrace and look at. But also, let's not forget that it's also about, we're also about people. And, you know, and I know some of us are, are quick to, to send the email and to, to use technology, but certainly nothing replaces picking up the phone and, and meeting with people as well. So I think there's certainly an evolution. I mean, it's also, and I think it's, and, and you look what's going on in, in the, um, with programs like this and, and giving a broader vo- voice to to uh, different organizations and companies and people. Um, and I, so I think that's a wonderful thing. But then there's also some downside. I mean, uh, you know, here on this show, it's certainly, you, you follow ethical standards and so forth, but there's certainly areas of the web where you, you can't say that. And I think... Uh, so it's it's certainly a wonderful tool, but it also could be dangerous as well. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, so let, let's let's talk about ethical issues then. Mm-hmm. And, well, I mean, and, and, and well, I mean, I I think you know it's um, the responsibilities on on everyone's side. I mean, I think for example, one of the the uh, the great powers of, for example, the web and and some of this web 2.0 is you can remain somewhat anonymous and participate. That's why, for example, you see the you know the growth in in things you know the dating uh, uh, chat rooms and all that kind of thing where people can engage and, and interact and, and still be somewhat anonymous. But mm-hmm. part of PR profession is being uh, transparent and mm-hmm. fully and I have disclosing. To say, friend, friend finder is a client of ours. Exactly. <laughs> so. Which I think is great, by the way. And I'm, mm-hmm. I, but but I think in, when it, in the, comes to the corporate world, um, that you know, I think PR it's about being transparent, open, and honest, and fully disclosing who you are and who you represent. So I think mm-hmm. sometimes there's a conflict. We've seen some instances where, for example, uh, uh, you've seen some of these viral YouTube type videos circulating mm-hmm. throughout the web, and it's you know, for example, there was a spoof of Al Gore and his movie. When it was actually done by a PR firm and on the on behalf of an oil company, so that's where right. I talk about some so of the ethical misrepresentation, and, and that really becomes def, you know you're defaming a certain character. Exactly, exactly. But then there's also other you know I mean we've had clients where um, people have gone in with their video cameras into the into the client's business and videotaped certain components, edited to make it look like a, uh, a, a unfair characterization, and posted to the web. Right. And so, therefore, there's ethical obligations all around. And I think that's and, the real well, challenge. Well, and, and then, of course, considering, let's say, the web is it's truly global. So what is you know, a law in one country is not applicable in another country. So you may be serving up information that it hits, let's say, the U.S. market base, but if you are a, let's say, a Gibraltar-based company or you're, you're a European-based company, now you have a different set of rules to abide by as well. Oh, without a doubt, and different norms as well. I mean, for example, uh, you know, in, in parts of the world, it's it's somewhat commonplace mm-hmm. to pay reporters to cover stories. For example, mm-hmm. um, you know, obviously here in the United States, that's that's a no-no. So, right. and when you're practicing overseas, you, you sometimes you run in conflict with the norms and what acceptable business practices. And I think the web certainly highlights it because it, it, it's 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 brought us all closer. Um, so I think it, it certainly brings challenges where we have to be more aware of different norms and standards and so forth around the world. Well, I think you bring up something very interesting, too, which is this pay-for-play and having, you know, it look like it's transparent, you know, infotainment maybe versus true PR. And that's something that makes me personally a little bit nervous. You know, I think blogs can be – actually, I'm not a big blog fan, to be honest with you. Like, well, I'm I mean, not. Well, I think, you know, it, it's um, – 
I think if there's a true purpose and you truly have a, something a compelling, a compelling story, and there's some of the blogs out there that are providing some great information. Others are just, uh, I'm not sure who's reading it or why they're doing it. You know, right. so it's, it, right. It's one thing if you have a true passion, you want to share. I understand that. Although I've always been of the mindset of, you know, what if I want to know what, how a Michael's day is, I'm going to call him. I don't need to, have, you know, read your post that you had, you know, poached eggs for breakfast in the morning. Exactly. But what does make me nervous is that I could create a blog that says. Hey, you know, I'm looking for a really great um, advertising and PR company, and I'm looking for some great feedback, you know, blah, 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 blah. Um, put that out there and then start saying, wow, I found the perfect company, and start saying, you know, it's the Sherenson Group, where, um, let's use another company name. Let's just say it's XYZ, you know, okay. ABC Company that is ABC company, and then start talking about, wow, how, you know, how far-reaching I went in my research and how you know, all these other companies didn't meet the mark, but you know, ABC company went above and beyond, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And basically, I work for that company, and I'm creating this information based on false information that I'm, I'm a client versus actually, um, you know, a... Uh, you know, you know, a uh, right. Well, I think... That's the point. I mean, I think, and that's why full dis- things like full disclosure are so important. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, obviously, uh, y- as you noted in my intro, I'm very active in the Public Relations Society of America, and we have a, mm-hmm. a major push towards, uh, you know, ethics and edu- ethics education and information. Mm-hmm. And, we, and that's a big part of what we do is try to educate, inform, and enlighten, um, and to be somewhat of a beacon to help people under- you know, follow the ethical path. And so, uh, you know, th- these are instances that we've been talking about. We encourage other to talk, others to talk about. Um, and because it's, it's, it's so easy to be anonymous on the web, and to the, and, but you really do have to force yourself to disclose and, and go above and beyond. Uh, and well, and also, uh, yes. Go ahead. No, no, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, and that's my beginning point. I mean, it's a wonderful tool presenting a tremendous amount of opportunity, but there also um, are pitfalls, and I think that's why there's value to organizations like PRSA and others that that help you navigate, to help PR professionals navigate the world as these new forms of communication are introduced. How do I weave this into my communication plan? How do I do, uh, do this um, and, and uh, you know, get the biggest bang for my buck, but also do it ethically. And I think that's, you know, certainly the value of PRSA and other professional organizations. Well, and the nice thing is, too, the PRSA does have the PRSSA. So as these, as these you know, college students are traversing their waters, you know, and, and beginning their PR careers, they, they're being introduced to PR the proper way. Oh, and, and we're seeing, you know, it's a, so important. It's, it's a huge growth in... Uh, not only PRSSA, but PRS uh, P- uh, public relations curriculum across the country. Um, and in fact, one of the greatest challenges we're having is finding enough professors. There's actually a shortage of, uh, of, of professors in that area. Um, so I think there's a, a tremendous growth and opportunity in, in PR. And uh, the only, you know, one of the areas we, we wish we saw more growth of PR curriculum was in business schools. Sadly, um, a lot of our business leaders, you know, the, the, some of the decision makers, our clients, um, people who sign the checks are not being schooled and in public relations, in ethical forms of communication, et cetera. You know, despite the Enron and all these scandals, mm-hmm. um, they're still not getting the training in the MBA level. Uh, in the MBA level. So that's one of the things that we're trying to do is trying to get them to embrace more PR curriculum in the, at that level. Which is really important because, you know what, UC Berkeley has courses on blogging. Oh, really? Yeah, truly. 
you know, which, which you know, sort of signifies that blogging, at least in one form or another, is here to stay. So if they, if they have that, I, I agree with you that that really should be interwoven into the curriculum, even just from the perspective of, I mean, truly how to communicate, because um, we, we've had Jim Lukaszewski, who I, I, I'm sure you know, sure. Um, on, you know, who's, who's, I mean, he's amazing, like the most intense man I think I've ever met. Mm-hmm. Um, and he puts the fear of God in you. I mean, PR, when we talk about PR, you're not just talking about, um, you know, people, PR. You, know, the, you have a lot of different publics, and one of the most important publics is your internal public. And if you are a CEO of a company, and that, that holds you responsible for every single employee within your company. So you need to be able to communicate with them in a way that ensures that um, you have full disclosure to them, so they know what they're signing up for, and that you have full disclosure for the, from them, such that you're not held responsible for actions that they take, um, you know, on, with with your good name. Yeah, and, and you know, at, at the end of the day, ethics is really about the way we treat others and the way we want to be treated. That's really mm-hmm. what it's about. It's about the way people treat each other. And I think you know, we all want you know, and I think full disclosure and fairness and honesty are all those are kind of the linchpins of the whole of of, of interpersonal uh, relationships. And if we're there to build relationships, it's got to start with the, an honest platform and then build from there. And if and that's in a you know, if, we're, if you're using the web or technology to build that relationship, you've got to do it on what you know, being honest, open, and fair. We will absolutely uh, get on to the fabulous information that Mike Chernson has to share with our listening audience as soon as we get back from this very first commercial break. Stick around. Cover Story. We'll be back after this short break. Choose the right affiliate program to partner with? Hey, all we're trying to do is make the most money in the least amount of time. The answer is simple. JoeBucks.com, the world's leading herbal affiliate program. JoeBucks.com is the direct manufacturer, so there's no middleman. This will allow you to make up to 50% the highest payouts on the net and also get paid twice a month. Sign up today and watch your income grow. JoeBucks.com. Are you getting the most out of your online advertising? Now get more from your media spend with superior real-time targeting and creative optimization technology. Get more now from Casali Media. Casali Media. Save big as Casali Media's ad experts place your premium campaigns across the web's hottest properties at the most competitive rates. Want more? Get, get more. Visit casalimedia.com slash more to request your media kit. Casali Media. Advertising online is better here. Casali Media. Are your domains working hard enough for you? Now, park your portfolio at RevenueDirect.com to maximize your earnings on traffic. With RevenueDirect's proven domain monetization service, you'll experience better payouts, more options, and smart optimization. Sign up free now at RevenueDirect.com. It's that easy. RevenueDirect. Make more money. Period. Katie Kempner. Katie, 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 Katie,
advertising industries right on the forefront and including people that cover these industries. So what I'd like to do is what I'd like to do is what I'd like to do is help you make your job easier. What I'd like to do is what I'd like to do is what I'd like to do is join me each week two 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 o'clock on two two two's Tuesday. Intersection of advertising and PR. Katie is on the real Katie. Oh, you want the slim Katie? So just demonstrating. So want the real slim Katie? Please stand up. Please stand up. Please stand up. Cause I'm slim Katie. Yes, I'm the real Katie. Oh, you want the slim Katie? So just demonstrating. So want the real slim Katie? Please stand up. Please stand up. Please stand up. Right here. Right here. Right here. Right here. Right here. Right here. On webmasterradio.fm. On the you have arrived at the destination for education and entertainment. Webmasterradio.fm. Because not everyone's last name is Gates. Webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. Commercials off. Now back to Cover Story. We're reserving a headline for you. Only on Webmasterradio.fm. Here's your host. Hey, hey, everyone, it's Brandy Shapiro-Babin with this interesting, very interesting edition of Cover Story. Very interesting. Uh, featured guest is Michael Charenson, and we were talking about ethics and learning. Uh, it, it's true, learning on the playground, and I think that you really summed it up earlier when you said ethics, a lot of ethics really has to do with treat people as you want to be treated. Exactly, and I think that's just the key, and it's... Um it's the golden rule, do unto others. And and I think, but I, I was saying, they can be taught, uh, they can be reinforced, um, And but I think it's, it's a lot of it comes down from your early upbringing. Um, and, uh, and I just, um, I think there's, uh, people can do more. I think people often say, it's not my problem, that's a legal issue, or um, it's not a big deal, I'm, I'm with a small company, or that's not my problem, it's someone else's problem. I think people all have to take, um, they should, everyone should take an ethics course. Everyone should, uh, sh- should become students of the game and really understand different components, um, because it can happen to you. You know, you could, you, you probably will find yourself in a gray area, especially as we introduce new technology. And unless mm-hmm. you really, you know, kind of gone out there and ed- educated yourself and become aware, you might get lost in the ethical maze. True, true. And, you know, first of all, I hate that. It's not my problem. You know, we're, I'm very fortunate. I can only speak from, uh, you know, my company perspective. You know, everyone has an absolute, you know, job description that they're responsible for, but at the end of the day, Everyone plays on the same team and on the same team to win. So if, if, if an issue crops up that maybe is brought to someone's attention that isn't their quote-unquote job responsibility, we're very fortunate that we've, you know, we have a, a team of people who say, you know what, it is my problem because this affects the company as a whole and what is it that I can do to, you know, fix the problem, create some sort of guidelines such that we can, um, you know, run better, faster, smoother, easier, and make sure that it's done right from this, you know, this point forward. And I think that's that's a trickle down effect. Well, yeah, and it's a trickle down and tri- triple trickle up. I don't know if that's physically possible, but I think you have both combination of of um, it, obviously the senior management, the leader, the boss has a responsibility to set the tone, to show a commitment, to embrace diversity of ideas and thinking, to be able to take feedback, uh, criticisms, etc. And that's part of the ethical challenge. But there's also um, you know. 
the person working the shredding machine, shredding evidence, also has a responsibility. Um, so whether it's the boss saying, get rid of these documents, I don't want the, the, anyone to see them, that's wrong. Or it's the person actually working the shredder needs to say, that's wrong, I'm not going to do that. Um, in many ways, that's even more difficult because, you know, it's, uh, they're in a difficult position. But it's everyone, as you said, it's a team approach. Everyone has a responsibility. Um, and But, you know, I do think leaders have a unique responsibility because they can set the tone. They can they, Them emphasizing the importance of ethics and ethical behavior um, really shapes the whole uh, the culture. And that's really what ethics is all about, creating an ethical culture. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. getting back to our discussion of technology, um, the, uh, I think the... The cultural technology, the, the web, the, the culture on the web is of, continues to evolve. And if we don't make ethics an important part of that, I fear where it'll evolve to. I mean, we all, we're all caught up in the bells and whistles of technology. We're all caught up in the speed of technology. Um, but we need to pay attention to the ethics of technology. Well, I, I agree with you. And also something that we, we reinforce um, very loudly here, and we've heard from a lot of um, very influential people is consumers, um, and, and, and whether you're a consumer from, from a B, B2B perspective or you're a consumer from a, like a true um, you know, end-user consumer perspective, people are becoming a lot more, you know, you brought up lawyers earlier. You know, it used to be, oh, my God, the, you know, I can't say anything. The lawyers are getting involved in, in, in no statement. Then it evolved to no statement is um, you know, one would think is almost, uh, you know, that, that, that they're implying that they're guilty. Mm-hmm. And today you have a very forgiving audience. And we found that. And if you're honest with people and you say, hey, you know what, we messed up. We didn't realize that this was going to happen. We tried to look down the path, and guess what? We thought the path was clear, and there was a brush in the way. And we tried to move to get, you know, we tried to move out of the way swiftly enough, and we didn't, and we're sorry. That culturally I think we've, been um, in a good way desensitized mm-hmm. such that you know it's okay for people to make mistakes and, and people respond to people being honest and people will actually rally around those companies that are very honest you know with their debacles um, and if anything it actually can build a company's stock um, to, to a higher level or, or build a company's um, market share presence and, you know, you're seeing it even from the standpoint of companies are really engaging people from a PR perspective and, hey, you know, we've got this beta test. We're going to give it to you for free. Come and play and let us know what you think about it. That's becoming a lot more prevalent where before, you know, technology was highly guarded until it was launched. And then you were sort of stuck purchasing something that maybe didn't work that well because it wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, beta tested properly. So companies are, are becoming more comfortable with saying, you know what, there's bugs and we want you who are inevitably going to be our end user to help us fix the bugs. So now you're potentially part of our team as well, and we're making full disclosure of that. Well, you know, you, you talked about saying, I'm sorry. There's a great study. I think it was the University of Michigan Health System. Uh, they've been encouraging doctors since 2002 to apologize for mistakes. And the systems, since they started doing it, their annual attorney's fees have dropped, like $3 million to $1 million. And their lawsuits, I think, have, have dropped um, like in a third. So, I mean, just by saying they're sorry, mm-hmm. they've been able to cut. Acknowledging. And, I, I, you know, we, we actually did a few studies where we asked, um, you know, getting back to this issue of reputation. I mean, it's somewhat tied in. Trust is part of a key component of reputation. Reputation is about credibility um, plus expectation. It's, it's do what you say we'll do. Can I trust you? We mm-hmm. found that uh, we asked people, would you rather work for a company 
with a, a, a good reputation that paid you a little less than average or a company with a bad reputation that paid you more, um, 78% would take the lower-paying job to work for a company with a better reputation. Then we ask a similar thing. Would you pay slightly higher prices to do business with a company with a better reputation or lower prices to work for, uh, to buy goods and services for a company with a bad reputation? 86% would pay more for goods and services if the, uh, the company had a reputation for being open and honest. So, and then we did, we did another one. We said, you know, ask if you agree or disagree with the following statement. Trust is the most, most important consideration I make, even more important than political viewpoint, uh, more important than price and quality. The most important, 85% agreed and 66 strongly agreed. So, I mean, tr- there's no doubt in this world that trust is key. Trust is so important these days. And as you noted, just by simply saying, I'm sorry, people, people know we all make mistakes. But if you're willing mm-hmm. to admit you know, you're, that you made a mistake early on in the process and be honest and sincere about it, I think people will embrace that. Well, they will. And if you're open to say, you know, let me make reparations for what, for what I've done. There's people out there that no matter what, they're going to, you know, some people have uh, alternate agendas. Mm-hmm. And saying I'm sorry just isn't quite good enough, and they're going to want to re- attack you regardless. But I, I agree with you. And at the end of the day, you know, one of my I have brandyisms, and one of them is like the only thing you have in this world is your reputation. Oh, without a doubt. So, so yes. Yeah, so don't go to work for a company that has um, a bad reputation because you don't want that stamp on your resume when you when you un, you know invariably move forward. And yes, if I'm going to spend dollar one on any organization, they best have a great reputation, have the ability to fulfill on what they've promised. And hopefully under you know under promise and over deliver, you know that's always our mantra here. We try to under promise and over deliver, you know. Um, and if something falls through the cracks, which you know invariably it can, is make amends for it and be upfront and apologize. And I and, and, and I, so I love the numbers that you that you found and you, and that people are truly receptive to that. What are those numbers based on? Uh, we did a survey of uh, each. It was a. Three or four, four different surveys, each with 800 uh, random dial telephone surveys. 800 with a sample of 800. So, you know, statistically valid, uh, methodologically approach to, mm-hmm. to asking people those questions. Um, but there's another component here. Not only do you have to be um, open and honest and apologize, be sincere, etc. But, you know, there's a thing called building the goodwill reservoir. Because we all make mistakes, um, in public relations, we talk about this credibility bank or goodwill reservoir, where if you do good things over time, you then have a, you make deposits in the goodwill. Yes. So you know, yes. and then if if you make a mistake, it's a withdrawal. And I mean, I think a good example is, you know, the sex abuse scandals with the Catholic Church. I'm not sure there are many other organizations that would have been able to withstand that type of of, uh, of crisis. But I think because the church has built such a goodwill reservoir over the years. Um, you know, they've done so many good things that I think people will, you know, obviously it was a devastating blow and it was a, a, a PR, a major PR situation, but the church is still around and still vibrant and still, you know, obviously uh, an important part of, for a lot of people of their lives. Um, and, but I think, you know, that because it's such a, a, a vast reservoir, they can withstand that type of, of blow. And I think organizations need to invest in whether it's corporate social responsibility, philanthropy, um, mm-hmm. you know, just doing the right thing, building up that you know, building up that good, uh, open, honest communication, good deeds, doing what you say you will do, managing expectation will help build the deposits. So you know, if if you do have a mistake, you can with, you can handle those withdrawals. 
And I think so, if you have all those things in combination, I think you're setting yourself up for success. Absolutely. And then, you know, obviously relationships, relationships, relationships. Continue to foster relationships with key people that can, you know, help advise you, guide you, and then obviously, you know, in times of crisis can help to reinforce um, the positioning that you have. Exactly. And you can go to those people. You know, what you give out is what you get back, period. Exactly. So, I mean, very- and I... So it's a long-term process, and I think, you know, oftentimes in public relations, we have a difficult time explaining to our clients that this is a long-term endeavor. This is, you know, building relationships, building reputation, building credibility, building these types of things is long-term. And, um, you know, there's studies that, uh, that, that, you know, one crisis on it, it takes... Um, it takes 20 years to build a good reputation and five minutes to ruin it. I mean, that was a great quote by Warren Buffett. And, it, um, and there are studies out there that say a damaged reputation could take up to four to seven years to, to rebound from a crisis, depending on the, the size and scope of the crisis. So, uh, you know, I think people are wise. And, and our job as PR people is not just to be the voice to help write press releases and get you on TV. It's also to serve as, as your antenna and your conscience. Mm-hmm. And so that's why it's, and, and that's one of the great challenges of PR people we have is educating the business world of the three functions we serve, antenna, conscience, and voice. And, Very and well just, said. You know, getting back to this whole, you know, communication and, and technology issue, sure, you've got, you know, you may have the technology folks who know how to get you uh, out there on the web and, and do all that, and, but PR, what we bring to the table is the ability to use it to the antenna and also the conscience. At the end of the day, why are we doing this and are we doing it ethically? And I think that's what we bring to the table. You know something? I hadn't actually heard it described that way, and I think I love when we bring out you know, different points. We, I love when we reinforce very strong points. I love when we bring out new points. I think that when you have companies, especially you know, technology companies, a lot of um, powerful technologies being developed in companies are on the come so to speak, yeah. and it's hard to see the forest through the trees when you're in it, and they're not looking down the pike, and they don't have the, you know, they don't have the clarity, because when you're, when, you know, when you're, in, when, you're, when you're in it, you know, you have blinders on, so to, you know, to have someone who's a PR professional saying, you know what, we understand that you're developing this new product, but you understand, forget about trying to, you know, grab your place in, in the market and grabbing your market share. It can impact you in a couple of months or a couple of years in a derogatory way because of X, Y, and Z. It can help, you know, it can help clear your path again. Like, that's so important. And you are, that's, I, I, no one's actually brought that point up on the show. That's an excellent point. And, and I think another thing that PR people bring to the table um, is our peripheral vision. I mean, I think a lot of people... Uh, a lot of professions bring focus. They focus on, on, on core areas, on, on a particular project, and certainly PR people have focus. But one thing that we bring to is looking to the sides. And I was just talking to someone the other day. I mean, when, when, when a client is giving a speech, I'm certainly watching that speech to make sure they, it's you know, given properly, et cetera. But I'm also looking to the side, how is everyone reacting? I'm looking behind me to see how people are reacting. I'm looking at a 360-degree perspective. Um, whereas a lot of folks in the technology end are focused on how do I build this technology? And, but I think we on the PR end are what's its impact on, on a variety of people and our various publics. And I think that's the uniqueness that PR people bring to the tables, our peripheral vision um, and our long-term thinking. And, and, you know, there's a great quote, our job is to remind business that we, you operate with the permission of the public and that you're bringing this great technology, um, but it really is about 
your company getting permission to the public, your 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 consumers, the people who buy, your employees, um, your investors, uh, your regulators, all these people give your organization permission to operate. And to what extent we can use technology to continue to build that relationship, continue to get their permission, that's really the goal of what we're trying to do. You know what? That makes a lot of, of sense. And, and if anything, you are, you know, PR does serve as an insurance policy. Without a doubt, it's there's no, there's no doubt about it, and but you know in, in today's in, in today's environment of short term thinking of you know I've got to make the my quarterly numbers of you know CEOs who may only see themselves in the job for three years, um, it's getting harder and harder to think long term, um, and you know even the Federal Reserve said about forty seven percent of a company's assets are these intangibles brand reputation, and Absolutely. we are the keep we are the keepers of these intangibles. And I think, you know, a lot of people, it's difficult for a lot of people to understand the value of some of these intangibles, Um, especially a lot of folks who rise through the ranks are finance people. And they certainly know how to count widgets, and they understand balance sheets, and they they know how to count things they can touch, feel, and see. But it's, 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 it's recognizing the value of those things you can't always touch, feel, and see. That's, that's right, the, the difficult part of what we do. And, yes. that's a, and that's the challenge, you know? So, yeah, I mean, these are, these are ext- I mean, I think very important, very important. And for people to also realize, too, you know, um, especially kind of scary, you know, people are, um, especially in the technology arena, people are, are younger and younger and younger you know, coming out of college or maybe even while they're in college forming their own companies and these companies are taking off and, you know, and kids sort of think, wow, you know, I'm, I'm impermeable to anything. Or like mm-hmm. you said, you know, they've got their, their three-year out plan and they don't realize you've got the rest of your life to live. And um, there's a lot of things that stink and the stink can go away very quickly. But when you've done something that, that comes off, at least is intentionally hurting um, your employees or the industry of which you are meant to benefit, that stink follows you. Oh, without a doubt. And, you know, and that's, uh, again, it's, um, it's, it's, you know, re- reputation is like glass. It, you know, it's, uh, I don't know the quote, it's a Benjamin Franklin quote, I don't know it uh, verbatim, but basically it takes a while to, to, to create, but, you know, it can be shattered within seconds. You so know, all Benjamin your hard Franklin work. And I have, excuse you me? know, Benjamin Franklin and I actually have the same birthday. Oh, there you go. really? Today's Benjamin Franklin's birthday as well? Today's Benjamin Franklin's birthday, and I have to take a little, um, and, and today is also um, Marshall Simmons of the New York Times. Uh, just had a little baby girl named um, Lily. You're in um, good company. I'm in very, very good company, so I'm very, I'm very, I'm very happy that there his wife go. called out and had her, her baby on the same day as my birth. It's very well, hopefully you'll be able to enjoy that birthday later on after you're done with work and uh, go out and enjoy I, you know what? Well, first of all, I'm enjoying right now because I think the points you're bringing up are fabulous. And, yes, I'm absolutely positively going to kick up my heels tonight and celebrate the fact that my mother went through, you know, nine and a half months or whatever it is of, of pregnancy to bring me into this world. <laughs> so what I made her endure for all of those many, many hours of labor. Exactly. Um, but but these are all, I think these are all such very important. What I'd like to do is I'd like to be able to invite you to come back and really start talking about reputation management, you know, um, understanding better about ethics, how you can start setting up some of these um, guidelines within your companies in a simple manner that 
you know, makes it very clear and easy for people to um, implement them in their daily lives because I think that, that this is so utterly important and I think that you brought up a lot of very key issues that people aren't talking about today. Well, I would love to, and I think that, you know, just by having these conversations, I think, you know, you, uh, you make people stop and think, and that's, that's the goal is to make people stop and think. And, uh, you know, I, sadly, the, the, the pace of society and the pace of which things move and the multitasking and, and people just don't spend enough time to stop and think. Um, and I think it's well, so valuable. So I'd love to come back. Thank you. Well, we'd love to have you back. And uh, everyone, stay tuned. The very lovely Melanie Nayer is coming up. She also, yay, at midnight last night, hit me up for my birthday. Thank you, my little Mel Dream Girl. Uh, with Life Tips and with Byron White, who we like to call Clint because I think he looks like Clint Eastwood. So stay tuned for uh, the rest of our fabulous programming. And Michael Cherenson, thank you so much for sharing my birthday and your fabulous wisdom on cover stories. Well, thank you for having me. And enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> 